Hello and welcome to another episode of History Creeps. We're back. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts. This is Chris Chavez. I'm joined uh, by two guys to my right and left. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Am I to your right or am I to your left? You're to my left. Well, let me see. Left. Yeah, you're my lefty. I'm going to make a little L with my hand so I can tell. <laughs> Which is my left. I remember I had to do that when I was a little kid to learn it. I have to do that to this day. When Me I, too. Johnny Townsend. Johnny Townsend, yeah. And this is Carter Johnson. Carter Johnson, yeah. So you got two. You got two co-hosts who can't tell their left from their right. <laughs> hey, I got, I got, I got LD, man. I'm, I'm dyslexic too, so I got an excuse. You're dyslexic. I'm just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how's it going, guys? Trump. How you guys doing? Doing well. Yeah, yeah doing pretty good. We're doing a different good. episode today. Um, might as well just let the listeners know right away that we're doing a different episode today. Usually I would be presenting uh, the topic and you guys would be falling asleep and I'd wake you up at the end to do your promos. But um, <laughs> <laughs> today we're going to do – we're doing Urban Legends Breaking Part. <laughs> What's that? Breaking the fourth wall there. No one to mean on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this week we're doing Urban Legends Part 2 and um, wanted to get you guys in on the fun. Didn't want it to just be me presenting Urban Legends. So we decided we're going to do a round table type of presentation today and each of us brought two Urban Legends to the table to discuss. So a total of six for you lovely people listening at home or on your drive home. I'm glad you did the math for me. I was having hard oh, yeah, trouble. I was having trouble with it too. <laughs> That's why I can't I'm here. tell my left from my right. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Um, pull back the curtain some more and funny thing, Carter and I are unprepared completely for our current creeps. We were not ready <laughs> whatsoever. Nope. Totally forgot. Totally forgot. Johnny's like, so you guys have your, your current creeps, right? We're like, Oh no, no, <laughs> that's a big negatory 10, four. You know, you know, we are in trouble if I'm the one that's the most responsible. <laughs> and then the I want to go <laughs> and then I wanted to look up like uh, this day in history to see what would happen. And there's not that much that's, you know, very interesting. But you did make a point, Johnny. You said, you know, what we could do this week in history, considering, you know, the, this show comes out at a different time from when we record it. Um, there's a couple things that came out this week in history. You guys want to hear it real quick? Do it. Battle do of it. The Battle of Alamo begins on February 23rd. Ooh, Ooh, nice. 1836. You remember the Alamo? I do. I've seen it. Uh, name the famed adventurer that died at the battle. Crockett. There you go, Davy Crockett. I, w- I was going to say John Wayne, but yes, Davy Crockett. Yeah. <laughs> uh, February 26, 1993, the World C- uh, Trade Center bombing. Remember that? When they drove that the van underneath the uh, the parking garage underneath the World Trade Center and it blew up? I do yes. remember that, yeah. Yeah, February yes. 26, 1993, that happened. Uh, February 27, 1933, a key moment in the formation and ascension of the Nazi party, the Reichstag fire happens. Um, because of that, the the party uses that as an example uh, of communist incursion and starts going crazy and stirring fears of a revolution that just that kicks everything off. Um, we oh here's a callback for you on the night of March first, nineteen thirty two, twenty uh, month old son of famed aviator Charles Lindbergh is kidnapped. There we go. We just talked about him last episode, or the, the guy that kidnapped him last episode uh, in Current yep. Creeps. And then uh, finally, February 8th, 1983, the final 
Single most watched event in American television history. MASH finale airs. You guys ever watch MASH? Oh, yeah. I feel like I've seen a couple. I haven't seen a lot, though. I know what it is. Yeah. My parents watch it religiously. I've had my potatoes made that way. <laughs> Wait, so you, so you're telling me you're telling me that Mash had more people watching it than the moon landing? It's, I mean, yes, I know I need to take into account twenty years of, of more people buying televisions, but yeah, it sounds like it, man. It's what it said. It said wow. it was the yeah, it was one of the biggest th- things in American television history. Wow. Well, so, <laughs> okay, here's a real then. question. Here's a real question for you, though. I don't think that could happen today, just because how we watch things now has changed so much because back then you a didn't have as many choices and b Hmm. if you wanted to see it you had to watch it when it came on i would have to i would have to challenge that because i would have to say and and this is this is um this is taken into consideration that they do it the right way and they go out on top they don't wait till the show fizzles out completely but um guarantee the last episode of walking dead will probably draw half the world watching it i don't know okay i gotta i gotta agree with that Walking i'm gonna dead. disagree let's write this down we'll find out who's right <laughs> mark it down february 27th 2017 i think yeah, overall overall more people may watch it but i don't know if they'll watch it on the night of oh that's a true statement there well no they they factor in uh they know if you're like dvring the show yeah, but think about it. For it to be, it's going to be such a big, big deal that like people aren't going to want to see any of the spoilers. I think people are going to make an effort to try to watch it live. Hey, Walking Dead has trumped football three or four times Yowzers. this past season. So, and I don't watch either one of those. <laughs> I don't watch football, but I watch The Walking Dead sometimes. I quit after season two. I don't even know what's happened now. Yeah, I haven't watched it. In front. Oh, I'm you like know. a season and a half. I only went yeah. back to watch the episode where Negan bashed uh, Glenn's brains hey. in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Spoiler. Dude, dude, dude. You are, you, are, you are turning into me with Game of Thrones. Like, ah, dude, it's like so I'm four seasons behind. Everybody. <laughs> that's about as much of a spoiler as Peter Parker is Spider-Man. What? <laughs> Ridiculous. Yes. Uh, spoiler alert: the new P- the new Peter Parker has the hottest Aunt May we've ever seen on uh, screen. Boom, boom. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, that's a whole other podcast completely. Back to the back to uh, yep. the matters. Back at to hand. the crazy history stuff. Yeah, we definitely dropped the ball on current creeps. But um, and Johnny, you said you want to save yours for next time. I'll just I'll just wait till you guys actually do your job. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I did come prepared with my two uh, my two urban legends, so um, I'm ready to go with that. So so I, I know I didn't drop the ball there, and I, I think I'm pretty well prepared. I've got some pretty good ones here for you guys, uh, and from what I hear, uh, you guys have some good ones as well. Though I've never heard of any of yours uh, at all, Carter. <clears throat> really? Yeah, not at all. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I, troll, I trolled 4chan to find this stuff out, man. <laughs> 4chan. That's where we get all our information. Exactly. <laughs> you trolled a site that's nothing but trolls. <laughs> yeah, I trolled the trolls, dude. It was it was it was a glorious trolling moment. Does the four do the 4chan for 4chan 4chan trolls say 4chan trolls ten times? Um, 4chan trolls. 4chan trolls. 4chan trolls. 4chan trolls. 4chan trolls. <laughs> yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Do they uh have they ever talked about the bunny man on 4chan? Oh yeah, man, they've got uh 
they've got a message board that's like paranormal stuff. Oh man, and it's all man. It's like separate from the no sleep and all you know, like the Reddit stuff that they have, mm-hmm. dude. Now Reddit was was wasn't Reddit, Reddit like the between um, Reddit and 4chan. If you go on either one of those at night, you might as well brew a pot of coffee because you ain't going to sleep. Wasn't Reddit the home of like the birth of creepy pastas? Yeah, that's where it came from, right? <clears throat> it was a Reddit board yep. or something like that. Yep. And which now, which really think about it now, it's almost like creepy pastas have become their own urban legends. Like they've created stories now that are passed around, and we're going to be covering the uh, the Slender Man in a future episode. But that in and of itself has become an urban urban legend enough to where people act on these stories. Yeah, I would say, say I would say that's where. You mean. Yeah, I would say that's where urban legends are kind of created now. The new ones would be there. Wait, the internet. All right, you guys want to get into the ones we brought to the table tonight? Yeah, let's do Sweet. this. Yeah, let's get let's into do it. I'll tell you guys about the Bunny Man. Uh, for listeners that have never heard of the Bunny Man, buckle up and get <laughs> ready because this is fun. Um, I'm going to start out with the legend. So the legend has it in early 1900s, uh, Clifton, Virginia. There's an asylum prison that they end up shutting down. Uh, a lot of the pe- townspeople were upset by the overpopulation of the prison and they wanted those dangerous people moved away from their town. So uh, they got it done and they would the prison was starting to move these people to another facility that was miles away and much larger, able to house these, you know, uh, psychopaths. Um, so these transports would be buses that would be going late at night. Um, so that a lot of the people didn't have to deal with watching these, you know, these, these convicts going by during the day. So late at night, this transport of buses is going out and one of them ends up crashing and it crashes at this site of where there's like this overpass, uh, a train, or, or maybe the overpass, the overpass is where the, the buses were driving and the train goes underneath it. Um, so anyway, this bus crashes. Uh, the driver dies. A handful of the, the uh, convicts get out. Everyone else dies in this crash. Those convicts end up running out into the woods and disappearing. Um, authorities send out a search party for a few days and they round up almost every one of the convicts that had escaped except for one. They couldn't find the one. And soon thereafter, a couple days after the search party was given up, people started um, seeing skinned rabbits hanging from trees around the area of the bus crash. Uh, And sometimes they'd be hanging from the bottom of the bridge, the the little overpass um, where the train tracks went through. And uh, it was freaking the the townspeople out. They had no clue what the heck was going on. Um, So what ended up happening is they decided to send out another search party to see if they could find, um, find out who this was. And during this time, apparently it turned up a body of a man um, had been found as well, skinned just like the rabbits. So officials declared that the the person behind this was the convict that had gotten away. Uh, His name was Douglas Griffin, and he was um, a psychopathic killer who had been institutionalized for murdering his entire family on Easter Sunday. So they called him the bunny man, like that was that guy's nickname. Um, now there's two different versions to how this story ends. Uh, there's one version that says that the guy was never caught. These bunnies would continue to show up hanging from the, you know, from the trees and from the bridge and around Halloween once in a while, uh, vagrants would go missing and show up skinned and hanging from the bottom of that, that overpass. Um, then the other, there's another story that says that while he would, they were, they were attempting to capture him, authorities had him, you know, they were closing in on him as he was, he was, uh, approaching that bridge and he was trying to evade capture, ended up jumping 
and he thought he could jump and make a run for it. However, when he jumped, there was a, a train coming through, and it ended up hitting him and killing him. However, um, bunnies would still show up every Halloween uh, around that bridge, all skinned. Um, and and, and uh, sometimes the vagrants that went missing, again, would be hanging from the overpass. So these are the, this is the legend. This is the story of the bunny man. Had you guys heard that legend before? Yeah, I had I had heard. Uh, I think I probably heard the maybe a third or fourth hand different kind of version mm-hmm. that was similar, but not not the same details as as that. Yeah, a little bit, little bit more vague. So the- like I never knew the guy's name. Yeah, this is a it's 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 a it's a legend that is more well known around that area now nowadays. Um, so there's you know you know how we said it about uh, we talked about it in the last episode of Urban Legends. We talked about how like a lot of these stories usually come up from some sort of a, a basis in reality. Something must have happened to to spurn these stories. You know what I mean? So there's an idea that this story of the Bunny Man actually does uh, have origin and factual stories that happened there's this guy that's um he's in the public he he works for the fairfax city public library he's a historian named brian conley i I saw him on uh, this little like little documentary this guy on youtube made this his own personal little documentary about the bunny man and he in the interviews this historian uh that works for the library and he talks about how he came across you know while researching the bunny man he came across two different um, articles, newspapers uh, from ni- 1970, October 1970, that dis- that describe a bunny man. So the first one, have you guys heard of this? No, no. this one I haven't heard. <laughs> All right, here we go. So no, this is the so this is true. These are true stories. October 19th, 1970, and this is all around that Virginia town. Uh, there's a couple. A couple was re- reported that they had parked their car in front of a, fa- a family member's home, and they were sitting in the car. The engine was running, and they were talking when they were attacked by a man who was wearing a white costume. Uh, the guy who was in the car said he could have swore the guy had bunny ears. Um, the woman said he had more of a pointed hat, almost like the Ku Klux Klan wore in those days. But the guy absolutely swore it was a rabbit, a rabbit costume. Uh, but he, they were being attacked by a guy uh, wielding a hatchet. He smashes their window and starts screaming at them about trespassing and that he's going to kill them. And so they just take off and they report this. So that shows up in the newspaper. The historian also points out that about 10 days later, October 29th, 1970, uh, there's reports of a man wearing a bunny costume standing on the porch of an, an unfinished housing development. He, so he's on the porch of an unfinished house. Uh, and one of the security guard begins to approach him uh, to ask him what he's doing. He pulls out a hatchet and starts whacking and chopping up at the, at the porch, screaming about trespassers and that they don't belong. So these two stories show up in 1970, like real true stories. This weird guy showing up uh, wearing a bunny costume around this town. Um, and so the idea, the thought is, is that the legends may have grown from this. Kids may have seen that or heard it or and started talking. You know how, you know, word travels fast in small towns, whispers like, hey, did you hear somebody saw so-and-so, you know, dressed like a rabbit? You know what I mean? This is the one that I, that I heard. 
the, oh. the guy in the costume. <laughs> you heard about that? Well, yeah, because it, but it was one of those ones where you're like, get out of here, man! Guy in a in a costume in a bunny suit. Come on, man! Listening to hip hop, <laughs> right? <laughs> Hashtag right. dad joke. <laughs> but yeah, so like, so the idea is that there's a possibility that the legend stems from this because what happens? You know, you start to have kids that have you. Know, that their imaginations grow wild and they start to embellish where this came from. Like, Oh, that's the bunny man. Yep. You don't know who the bunny man is. And it just takes one oh, kid. Okay. You know, that one, you know who I, I imagine it. You guys ever see, um, the movie or read the book, the body or stand by me. Yep. You know, the kid that, that tells stories like he sits around and he tells them all stories and stuff. Jerry O'Connell. Exactly. No, he's not. Yep. The kid. That's the, that's the little chubby kid. Uh, will oh, we, will uh, we, will we, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I that's how I imagine a lot of these urban legends and myths start out is that there's this kid that just, you know, is like, "Oh, you don't know about the bunny man?" and then he just starts this, you know, fantastical tale that he's telling his friends and they just sit there like he says it so perfectly, it must be real. You know what I mean? And then they they, they <laughs> just like repeat when you it. Move to town. Oh, that too. You move to town and like, be like, oh. Be, yeah, you move to town. That would be the big one, I think. This town like, that I came from. you go to a new school or something, you know? Yeah, they're like, hey, where are you from? I'm from Clifton, Virginia. Let me tell you about the bunny, man. They <laughs> <laughs> sound like them kids in the wood when they're making fun. Where are you from, man? I'm from North Carolina. You know what I mean, though? <laughs> <laughs> What are you? I'm yeah, offended. Man, I'm offended by your southern accent. <laughs> hey, hey, it's not my southern accent. Watch the wood. That kid butchers our accent. What do you? Uh, what do you guys? Th- what do you guys think of the bunny man? What do you? What were? What had you guys ever heard of? Because I'd never heard of it until researching stuff for urban legends. I had heard of a guy in a bunny suit with a hatchet, and what I heard was that the reason that they called it Bunny Man Bridge was because he would he would hang around there sometimes and wait for people to be around the bridge, whether walking or driving their cars or what have you, and he would attack them with the hatchet. But, I mean, that has the same sound to it as, you know, oh, the, the hook-handed killer, you know, hanging out at Lover's Lane. Yeah. It's always the you know, couple it just in the car. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's always the couple in the car being attacked by the crazed maniacs. But I, I like the one that I, I like this one because they both gave different descriptions. Now I did see that they it, this was a this is obviously it's a well enough uh, well enough known story to uh, warrant its own movie. In 2011, they actually there's an actual horror film called Bunny Man. Did you ever watch it? I've seen it pop up on my Amazon feed. I was gonna say, but I never, all, I never actually watched it. Of all people, I was assu- I was expecting you to have been able to see. Uh, you have seen it. <laughs> it's it's on my watch list. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the next up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Johnny? No, buddies, I want to watch I, her. But now, now that you say that, now I, I I would definitely watch it, even if it is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, Johnny? What had you ever heard of the Bunny Man? I'd never heard of this, but I assumed when you mentioned this that it was going to be about a guy in a bunny suit, which <laughs> is probably one of the creepiest things I could think of. Yeah, right. Now, yeah. It, what if it could wasn't? Imagine, oh, sorry, go could ahead. Could you imagine? Let's just say, let's just imagine that that's true. That you're just walking through a neighborhood, you just happen to glance at one of the houses that's being built, and you look on the porch, and there's just this guy in his bunny suit holding a holding a hatchet in his hand, just <laughs> sitting, just standing there. I imagine him sitting there. You or know, whatever. Like, he's log, like, uh. 
then he just starts chopping his own house down. <laughs> now, would it be as terrifying if it wasn't a white bunny suit and it was the big pink bunny suit from a uh, from a Christmas story? Wait, 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 wait. That's the one I heard, man. It was a pink bunny suit. I'm serious. I, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything because saying, oh, I heard an urban legend about a guy in a pink bunny suit with a hatchet that hacks people up. Normal urban legends, yeah, sound weird, but you start talking about that, people are going to think you're Fruit Loops. That's the different one. That's the other one. That's the one about the kid from Christmas Story that went crazy. Nah. Man. I never heard it like that. No, that that seems up. like another one I want to hear now. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to start my own urban legend. Right? Telephone. So we can start your own urban legend podcast, man. Yeah, right. So uh, what do you guys got? What do you have, Carter? Uh, well, I'm going to save my really spooky one for uh, the second time, for the second go-round. But actually, the one I, I picked kind of works with uh, with what your, what your urban legend is about. You know, escaped lunatics and stuff like that. Uh, mine is called, it's just a town. It's called Helltown, Ohio. And it's in Ohio, but the area is used to be known as Boston, Ohio, which I thought was really weird. Like, wait, there's a Boston in Ohio, too? We have a Boston, um, New York. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I live near Batcave, so, so does Johnny. Sweet. Um, so... This one is one of those urban legends that you can't ever really find any. I don't believe there is any historical truth to it. It's just something been passed around from person to person over the years. Uh, so this town is sort of, it, it's a lot of locations in the same area that they've all just sort of th thrown them together and call it Helltown. Um, the one that was the most interesting to me, and I thought you guys would, would get a kick out of this too, is supposedly the whole area is abandoned. Um, now, the reason that it's abandoned uh, is because there was an, an eminent domain thing uh, in 1974 to create the Cuyahoga Valley National Recreation Area. So they sold up, they, they bought up all the houses, you know, tore most of them down and threw up, you know, no trespassing signs and stuff everywhere. Uh, the, the urban legend behind that that leads into this is that there was some kind of chemical spill and they did all this stuff to cover it up and so nobody would find out about it. Um, so they started calling this area Mutant Town uh, before it was named Helltown. So apparently there was a school bus and it sat there abandoned. Apparently you could see it up until 2013 and they finally removed it. Um, and the, the legend revolved around the school bus, but also around this name mutant town. Uh, apparently there were a bunch of kids in this school bus and it was transporting them through this township area. And they were set upon by mutants that had been caused by this supposed chemical spill and all the kids on the bus were killed. The driver was killed. Uh, the bodies were dragged off into the woods and they simply left the school bus there. Um, I thought that one was really creepy. So I wanted to go with that one first. Uh, so there's another spot in town that's an old church. And 
I don't know about you guys, but you know where I live, the churches are like St. Anne's and St. Paul's, and I'm, we've never had a church called Mother of Sorrows. So that in and of itself would make me freak out over the church. Apparently, there's a lot of satanic activity going on in this church, just like the same stuff that you hear in every little abandoned place like this. Uh, there's upside down crosses painted inside. Supposedly, there's upside down crosses in the architecture, but if you look at it, it's an old Gothic style architecture, so it makes sense that there would be not necessarily upside down crosses, but that type of design integrated into other designs. Um, there's another place there called the End of the World, which apparently, if you are on the street, it's a really steep drop off, and then the road just ends. So they call it the end of the world because, say, if you're a kid riding your bike, unless you figured out a way to stop before you, you know, hit the bottom, you're going right over this thing and you're going, I, I you're going straight down this ravine and you're going to die. Hmm. So all of these things are in this little vicinity and they make up all these little urban legends around the place. Apparently, there's another one where you'll get chased by a ghost hearse if you go to Helltown. Um, and there was a, there was a local guy that did own a hearse, but it didn't have an engine in it. So it couldn't actually chase people. Um, it's difficult to find a whole lot about this because apparently the locals get really mad if you try to come investigate. So what's the name like of the, we what's to, the name of the town? The real, the real name of the town? The real Boston? name of the town is Boston, Ohio. Okay. And it's a little it area. It, yeah, it doesn't technically have a name anymore. It's just, it's sort of a township that, you know, they, they don't, because it's mostly abandoned, why I even bother to have a name for the place on a map or anything. Hmm. So, that was mine. And the whole time you were saying, and <laughs> the whole time you were saying that, I kept thinking of that Roddy Roddy Piper movie. Oh, Hell Comes to Frogtown? Yeah. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Dude, I just watched that on Friday. <laughs> that is a classic movie, by the way. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, so I tried to dig a little bit deeper and find out, uh, maybe find some pictures or, you know, things like that. It's, it's apparently very hard to get out there during the day when you can take pictures because they, the townspeople really don't like you coming out there and they'll get really aggressive about it, which... I can't say I blame them. Uh, so it's difficult to even get out there and check any of this stuff out. Somebody was able to confirm that they did drag the bus off at some point. Um, so that's gone. Who's they? But the, I guess I guess the the state government maybe. Oh, okay. The bus the bus was <laughs> there at one point and then it had been removed. Question. There everything. was no. Yeah, there was. I, I couldn't find out anything about who actually removed. So there was the a real. There, yeah, there was an actual bus there, but as it turns out, the bus was there because this guy was remodeling his house at one point. So he ripped all the seats out of the bus, and he and his family lived in the bus for a little bit until the house was done. Nah. Also, also very hinky there with the explanation. Hmm. I wouldn't live in a in an old school bus. While I'm remodeling my house, that's just me. Hmm. What are the What do you think the origins of these leg these little urban legends are? I mean, aside I, from the fact that I it's, think 
I think kids see this old school bus and they make something up. I think kids see this old hearse and they make something up. Yep. Yeah, right. You know, I think these things are creepy when you see them. You know, and so they make they make something up to go along with it. That's literally every neighborhood when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Every neighborhood, there's somebody would have something weird or odd in their yard, and you would just form stories around why that's there. And it would they would not be just normal stories like, hey, they just left this bus here. It would be we like we had an abandoned pumping station in our neighborhood, and we called it hell. Yes. <laughs> and there were all kinds of urban legends about it, and we all believed them. Yeah. So the kids just see things and they want to explain it and, and turn it into stories. And that's what happens. I think mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think that's what it is. They just this, cause even as an adult, you would see that, you know, an old abandoned school bus. And I'm, I'm not saying it would freak you out, but it would be something creepy to see. As an adult, you would, you would see it and be like, I wonder how that bus got there. As a kid, you would see it and start to form how it got to there. Fo- yeah, camp. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. No, what do you think, Chris? Yeah, Chris, you're questioning us. What do yeah, you? Th- no, I, I'm serious. What do you? Yeah. What do you think about this? No, it's exactly <laughs> what you said. It's 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 exactly how Johnny says that everybody has that town. Everybody in every town has that area that you start making up stories, and one kid tells the other, and it's true because you heard it because so and so said so. They're your friend. They know for a fact that they were there with so and so's uncle, and. Yeah. They wouldn't lie to you about it. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's how most of these come come about anyway. At least, like the what, what I was thinking though was in terms of like the Bunny Man that there was the the whole those news reports that these things had happened and so you could see it grow from there. So this it's just a, mm-hmm. it's just along the lines of just the every town USA the abandoned whatever becomes hell becomes you know the the ghost house becomes the killer down the street. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So what do you got for us, Johnny? Well, my first one is going to be, I think, I'm assuming you've all heard this story, the vanishing hitchhiker. The The gist of it is, the gist of the legend is, uh, you're you're on the road, you're driving, and then you see this, It's most of the time it's a woman, it's a lady. A lot of the time she's wearing white, and she seems to be almost glowing almost, but she's hitchhiking. And you offer to give her a ride. She gets in your car. And you're talking. She doesn't talk very much. She talks very little. But when she tells you that you're near her house, you're at a cemetery. And you look back to tell her, hey, this can't be where it is. And then she disappears. And a lot of times in these stories, it goes on farther to say that uh, whoever the driver was would find the girl's mother's house. And she would, and the mom would come out and say, "Oh, that's impossible. She was, my daughter was killed in a car accident like 12 years ago." And then, you know, then you're left like, "Well, who did I pick up?" <laughs> that kind of thing. This is now, this, this is one I remember. This one. <laughs> yeah. Now the reason that this one is popular is because, well, for me, it's a little show called Unsolved Mysteries, hmm. and it's got a very. <laughs> there's a very famous one, and it's. Uh, the lady in white and I you can actually go back and watch that. it. You can go back and watch this actual episode now cause it's on Amazon on Amazon prime and, uh, the resurrection cemetery. It's in justice, Illinois. And there's been tons and tons of sightings of this woman on the side of this road that leads to that cemetery, just looking for a ride. 
And when you go past her, the, and the <laughs> I remember when I saw this as a kid, this one really creeped me out. And I was very scared of it because how they did it in the in the show was you saw this lady glowing walking on walking on the side of the road. And when you would veer back to look back at her, she wouldn't have a face. She just have a black where the face should be, just oh, white and white. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> creeped me out every time I saw it. Creeped me out when I went back and watched <laughs> it here recently. <laughs> nice. But this story literally is all over the United States. There's places all across the U.S. and I'm assuming the world even that this uh, a version of this story exists in that area. North Carolina yep. has Carter. Uh, and it's she's called Lydia. Uh, Lydia. They call her Lydia, the Phantom Hitchhiker. The story is very similar to what I just said. Uh, she'll tell you know you'll pick her up. It's around this bridge around High Point that you pick yes. this lady up. You'll pick her up. She'll say her name's Lydia, and it just ends up the same way, where you turn around to talk to her again and she's gone. She's just not there anymore. And then, I mean, this this happens all the time. Uh, I I tried to find where, like. Like uh, Chris had said, a lot of these stories do have usual shreds of truth in them. They kind of mm-hmm. grow from the truth and just make them more outlandish, I guess, to make them more entertaining or more scary or whatever. Right. Yep. But this one's been around forever. Ever since uh, they say t- they say tales of this have begun ever since automobiles were, were created. And even before that, there's even tales before that when we were in the. Horse and buggies, where horse and buggies would would be uh, seized ladies walking, needing a ride. And then they find the, the little petticoat left in the yeah. seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, so, really. It goes as far back as horse and buggies. That's really, that's interesting, man. I like that. Yeah, what's really interesting, what, what I really found intriguing was that it's not just in one place. It's The one I remember was obviously, obviously from Unsolved Mysteries from growing up loving that show, but you know, it's, it's, there's one in North Carolina. There's one in New York. There's one in, in Chicago or, or Illinois. Like I just said, there, it's all across the United States. There's over uh, one of those websites I read said there's over 70 different places where this people claim this happens in the United States alone. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And some of them are just are like phantom hitchhikers and other ones are actual women in white. Yeah. And, and the, and this, I mean, it's even in our uh, TVs and movies now. Uh, you know, a lot of your shows will have the a version of this. first episode of Supernatural. I was yeah. just going to say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of your shows will have uh, versions of this. You know, it's just, it's just really. <laughs> so I guess here's the real question. All right, Chris, let's say you're driving down the road. Okay. <clears throat> All right, you're in your car. You're just driving around. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> late, yeah. it's late at night. <laughs> you're listening to Paul Harvey or whatever the kids listen to these days. <laughs> What's Paul Harvey? I don't even know who Paul Harvey is. Okay. Oh, man. Well, I just guess I, you're older than me and I dated myself. <laughs> uh, anyway, so you're driving down the road. It's late at night and you see up in the distance a person and then you get closer and they're almost glowing and they're in white. Glowing? You get closer and it's this lady. No. And she goes, can I have a ride? Not if she's glowing. Well, maybe <laughs> Not she's, if she's pregnant. Glowing. <laughs> maybe she's pregnant. I love that. Um, Not if she's glowing. Well, here's the thing. Um, I always, um, I'm the kind of person that when I am driving, I see somebody stuck on the side of the road. I, as I pass, I have that thought: Should I stop to help that person? 
Um, so I like to think that I would be a good Samaritan should the need really arise. Um, and a girl on the side of the road at night, that might be, it might be a little scary for her. Um, right. However, I don't know. Cause I'll be honest with you. I, I guarantee this story would run through my mind as I'm pulling up. I'd yeah. be, I'd be we're, thinking to myself, you better not be a ghost. Well, that's the woman in white variant. Of, yeah. it, of this story is that that it is a beautiful woman and and that's what makes you stop. Well, and some if of the, you act yeah. unfaithful towards your wife or your girlfriend or whatever. If you have one, then she kills you. Yeah, she kind of makes moves on you, and then if you kind of go along with it. But the the other part of this, the other versions of this story actually start out different. Where where in uh, you meet this girl at a dance, like at a town dance, and she dances with you, but she's really quiet. Then you offer to give her a ride, and then you end up at the cemetery, and she disappears. Oh, that one I hadn't heard. That one's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, that's even creepier to me because you're actually having uh, you're dancing with her all night. Yeah, right. Getting yeah, her. Wouldn't punch. you think something's off about her? Like, you want some punch? Like, where's your face at, lady? <laughs> Why are you so cold? This, yeah, this gymnasium's <laughs> sweltering. That was a. That sounds like a segment from the first VHS movie. nice all right chris what's your next one oh my next one is um actually it's it's an urban legend that sprang up from some uh, a pop culture moment a moment that a lot of people know and a lot of people know this this urban legend paul is dead you guys know paul the the paul is dead urban legends the rumors yes first put it out here put it this way have you guys ever heard of a little band called the beatles also Beatles. known as the beatles oh Oh, the beatles yes (laughs) yeah Yeah, so like so here's the deal the beatles if if you're a fan of the beatles you know the story of paul is dead uh if you don't know this story allow me to tell you so not here, this is fact. This is not. This is not urban legend. What I'm about to tell you is fact. Late '60s, the Beatles at the, are at the height of world domination. Uh, 1967 comes around, and there's this rumor going around London that Paul McCartney was killed in a car accident. Um, obviously, it's not true. You see Paul McCartney, uh, you know, walking the streets in in England, or or they're in the in a radio station, and and, and you see. You know, reports of them in, in the studios working on albums. Um, they release an album. They release a few more albums. Abbey Road, 1969. The band's starting to, to kind of fall apart. There's a lot of infighting, rumors uh, that they're not getting along. Uh, and Paul McCartney is staying out of the spotlight. And because of that, it continues to fuel this rumor that Paul McCartney is dead. That the person that they're that they have in the band is an imposter, right? Um, so you can choose to believe that or you can choose to believe what they tell you that, you know, with all this infighting, he just didn't want to be in the public. He didn't want to have to answer to what was going on with the Beatles, where they were going, whether or not they were breaking up. He was just trying to keep a low profile. At the same time, he was really trying to start his own solo project himself and his his new wife, Linda. They were working on putting together the band Wings uh, to start doing their own music and their own projects. Um, so him being out of the spotlight 
really continues to intensify these rumors that he's dead. Uh, then throw in there's this this uh, editor, this guy named Tim Harper. He works uh, for a little newspaper at Drake University in Iowa. He writes an article called "Is Beetle Paul McCartney Dead?" And because of this article, uh, in which he points out all these different clues in their music and their album artwork and all these different things. Um, it, it catches fire, man. Radio stations around the country start like picking up on this article and talking to people and 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 just you know breaking down all these different rumors and clues and like the idea really keeps coming up. Is Paul McCartney dead? Right. Nineteen seventy comes around. They they put out Let It Be. They end up breaking up one last time. They perform on top of a rooftop uh, in in England. Um, a live performance, last performance they ever did. They break up. They go their separate ways, right? Uh, ten years later, John Lennon dies, is is assassinated in New York City. Paul McCartney continues to get older, gets uh, famous, more and more famous uh, with Wings. Um, solo career is just unparalleled. He's considered one of the greats and legends of rock culture. He's on television programs. Uh, even to today, he's still touring. You can believe that story, or there's the idea that Paul McCartney died in 1967 in a car crash. Now here are the clues that fuel the rumors of this this death. So in 1967 when this rumors going around, they can't answer for where Paul is at the time. He he has he doesn't they don't the Beatles don't necessarily address these rumors right away. Um you know, it takes a little time before they come out and say, no, obviously he's not, you know, he's fine. This is, here's Paul. And they, there was a picture of him in the newspapers and everybody said, you know, he's fine. He's fine. However, this article that comes out uh, points out that there's all kinds of clues that you can hear in their music and see in the artwork of their albums that prove that they're trying to let the world know Paul McCartney really did die. Um, now, are you guys familiar with the whole Paul is dead thing? Like, do you know much about the different clues or what you're supposed to look for or hear in their music? I'm very vague on it. I know some of it, but most of what I know is just from the, uh, sorry, not live with Chris Farley. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually going to come up a little later on the show. So yeah, so here's the deal. Uh, if you go back and you listen that when they said he died in, in a car accident, uh, one of the first albums to come out right after that was the White Album. And in the White Album, uh, the gatefold in the middle has uh, portraits of all four of them, close-up black and white photographs of all four of them. And Paul McCartney, there's a picture of him, and he's got this like weird little scar on his lip. And right away, people are pointing to that. That if you look at him, yeah, he looks a little older, but it's just not Paul. There's something a little weirder by, about his eyes. They're kind of shaped differently. And that little scar on his lip is proof that there's an imperfection in the plastic surgery that this guy got to make himself look like Paul McCartney. Um, yeah, that's kind of a stretch, right? But then you start looking into <laughs> you start looking into other crazy things like the Sgt. Pepper album. Um, if you look at the cover... It's a very, you know, it's a very colorful cover. It's 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 iconic. It's got all kinds of um, historical figures and famous figures with the band itself dressed up as Sergeant, you know, the the, the Sergeant Pepper regalia. There's it, it looks like they're at a funeral. It's got all these flowers and everything. It says Beatles spelled out in flowers. Now here's the thing. Next to them, as they're standing there in those colorful outfits, to the left of them is wax figures of themselves uh from their earlier years when they were younger when they used to wear their little black suits and their their top you know their black ties and the little mop you know mop top hair hairdos <laughs> you know what i mean 
Well, yep. these wax figures, if you look at them, they're looking down at the the arrangement of, of flowers that spell out beetles, and they're kind of looking mournfully, almost as if they're looking at the, a grave, right? Um, down next to the That's beetles, yeah. Down next to, if you pull up, the, you could pull it up right now and look up Sergeant Pepper's uh, cover on the internet. Um, next to the beetles is also uh, an arrangement of yellow flowers, and it's in the shape of a left-handed bass guitar. This is what Paul McCartney played. So that's another clue that Paul is dead. This yellow, this yellow, you know, the yellow base flowers is in representation as to who's there, who's dead, who's uh, who's in the grave. Another weird thing is if you see, if you look at the the drum head, it says Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Across the middle, it says Lonely Hearts. They say if you put up a mirror to it and split it down the middle of those words, it comes out spelling out a letter I, almost what looks like the word one another I, another X, and then two words. One says he, the other one says die. So the idea between the first the first part of that is it's either a date, 11, 9, 1, 1, and then IX, or it's as in 1, 1, and 1, as in three Beatles, and the X represents the fourth that's no longer with them, meaning he died. Crazy, right? Well, I, yes. am, I did pull up the picture of the album cover, and it, it does look a little strange. So, if you also on that album cover, if you look over Paul's head, uh, as he's, if you look at the Beatles, first of all, when they're dressed in those, you know, those uniforms, all the Beatles are standing at an angle except Paul. He's standing straight up. It's almost as if they're holding him up, like a dead holding up a dead body. The way the way they used to pose dead bodies in the old days for photographs. Yeah. And then if you also look above his head, you can see there's a hand. Looks like it's almost like he's receiving the last rites, like someone's blessing him. Oh, I see it. Isn't that isn't that nuts, dude? There's all kinds of really dude, crazy. Creepy. There's all kinds of crazy stuff with this. So, uh what else with Sgt. Pepper? There's a song called With a Little Help from My Friends. Well, at the beginning of it, you hear them talking about how they're introducing Billy Shears. Billy Shears was said to be the nickname of the guy that was replacing Paul. And the first lines that he sings in with a little help from my friends are, lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song and I'll try not to sing out of key. And they're trying to say it's because this guy's trying to sound like Paul McCartney. But he's not. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. The other big, um, I think the other thing was um, the song While My Guitar Gently Weeps at the very end as the guitar is just going off and the song's jamming and it's finishing off. You can hear George... Uh, George Harrison like moaning and he's saying it sounds like he's saying oh Paul over and over like he's mourning his death um couple other clues the biggest ones are the Abbey Road so when you look at the Abbey Road that iconic album of the four guys crossing the street right away people pointed and said what you're looking at right there is a funeral procession so John Lennon in front is dressed all in white a white you know suit and he represents the minister the next man in line is Ringo, and he's wearing a nice black suit, and he represents an undertaker or a pallbearer, the guy that would carry the coffin, right? Next guy in line, George Harrison, wearing blue jeans and a denim t-shirt like he's a grave digger. And then the, the person last in line is Paul, the dead man. He's, he's kind of disheveled looking. He's wearing his suit, but he's got no shoes because they say he bury men without their shoes. Um, he's, he's the only one out of step of all the other Beatles. And he's also got a cigarette in his hand, which they say a lot of times uh, before people die, they have their last cigarette. Mm -hmm. 
So they were saying all this stuff points to the fact that Paul is dead. If you look in the distance and on the Abbey Road, there's a, I think it's a VW bug. The license plate says 28IF, and that's supposed to represent he would have been 28 years old if he had survived. And there's another like license plate that says like LW something, like Linda LMW, and it's supposed to mean Linda McCartney widowed, and then the day or whatever it means. Ooh. Yeah, dude, there's okay. all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, on the back of the Abbey Road album, the word Beatles is is um, lined up with tiles, but there's a crack that goes through the S as if to strike the S away, so that there's no more Beatles. It's just you know what I mean. Like there's that there's no more. They're they're done because he died. All kinds of craziness. That is, that's weird. Yeah. So this this was a I, huge I thing, up, dude. I pulled up Abbey Road and I can see what you're talking about. Yeah, dude. This was a big thing. There was people were looking for all kinds of clues, all different things to try to prove that look Paul McCartney died and they replaced him with a lookalike and he wasn't even as good um and it went crazy dude it went it, it went on forever and and Johnny you mentioned it um so far I mean it went all the way into the 90s when Saturday Night Live Chris Farley used to have a segment called the Chris Farley show where he would <laughs> yes he would interview guests that were on the show but he would do it in a way um, where he was this super nervous and he played himself but super nervous and like scared to talk to them and whenever he would ask them questions it was the most like idiotic questions you could ever ask somebody and and then he would like beat himself up for asking it but the one of the biggest things is one of the things he says on there he's like you remember when you were with the beatles and paul's like yeah and he goes you remember when they were like paul is dead and everyone was talking about paul died and paul is dead and paul mccartney's like yeah chris lefarley goes that was a hoax right (laughs) and he's like well obviously yeah i'm 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 alive um so You, you, you could choose one or I think the other. It goes, I think it goes, yeah, I wasn't really dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best, man. Um, but yeah, uh, that is good stuff. It was one that, I, I mean, think about that. It came out in the 60s, but it went as far as the 90s where people still referenced it and, and even brought it up to him. I'm sure, I'm sure that there's not one interview he doesn't do per year where someone doesn't bring up the Paul is dead rumor thing. Oh, you know, he hears it all the time to this day. Yeah crazy right what do you guys think about that like the power of first of all the power of of suggestion the power that that like when you're so fanatical about such a thing you start to look for signs in everything and if you really look hard enough you could find signs in anything yeah you'll make you make large stretches for it like i just heard they they made a jim carrey movie out of that no, yeah, you're right. But yo, exactly just like you said, Johnny, you start to stretch it as far as you can just to make yeah. it fit the narrative. But when you look at all those little things I listed off, they're absolutely insane. Put them all together, then you're like, wait, hold on a second. Yeah. Maybe. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, but then you gotta think, okay, let's just say, let's just say for sake of argument, that Paul McCartney really did die. Why would they want A want to cover it up? And B, if they were going to cover it up, why would they give clues on purpose that they were covering it up? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it just seems it just seems counterproductive. Exactly. Unless you go with the, I mean, they were true artists. You know what they? You know what I mean? So they went out of their way because um, well, you mean they were there, high all the time. Yeah, it could be that yeah, too. Well. But isn't there the thing about like um, in the old, like in in medieval times, like? people who uh the enlightened ones the illuminati the people who wanted to 
to push uh, information and knowledge. Like they had to do things secretly and put things out in code so that they can get out their message, you know, or so who's to say that as artists, who, who knows, maybe, maybe we don't know the true story. Maybe there's a darker side to the Beatles. And John Lennon was this like crazy, super control freak that was just like, we're going to do it this way. And after he's, this is how, you know what I mean? You're confusing the Beatles with Oasis, and that's what the Gallaghers want you to do. <laughs> yeah, don't ever confuse us, too, because Beatles are much, much better. And Oasis wants to be the Beatles. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of agree with Johnny that it's a little bit like, why would, why would they cover it up? I mean, from a certain standpoint, I can understand it, because the Beatles were one of those groups that were really, really selling records, and like... It felt like people were starting to realize, hey, there's there's like real money to be made here. You know, we can all get rich on this. So from the standpoint of we don't want to lose record sales, I could believe it. But how do you get all three of the other guys to go along with it? Hmm. In the sense in the sense of. If John Lennon was really the type of person that he presented himself to be in public. I don't know if there's enough money that you could pay him to know, do to, that kind to, of shit. You're right. Yeah. To, yeah. To ignore the death of his friend to, you know, publicly pretend like this other guy is, is Paul McCartney. Exactly. Not to mention that I don't really think you could have pulled off a lookalike through plastic surgery. In right. The 19th. They said <laughs> he was replaced by a guy who won a Paul McCartney lookalike contest. So they yeah. held a contest and then people were supposed to forget they held the contest when this whole rumor thing starts. Exactly. Well, it's always it's always with all these humongous uh, musical celebrities. The humongous <laughs> ones. The Beatles were famously they said they were bigger than than Jesus at one time, and they may they might have been honestly at one point. They were a huge, huge, huge band. But you know, it's just like Elvis. People still claim that Elvis didn't die when they say he died, or uh, Tupac is probably the most recent one where they claim that he did, he wasn't actually killed on the streets of uh, Vegas wherever he was at. So yeah, I think yeah. it's just, you know, the Beatles are were such a huge band that people, like you said before, Chris, are so fanatical about them that they'll just start digging for anything. Mm-hmm. Anything. And how intriguing would it be? And sad, honestly, if he had actually died, but how intriguing would it be if like let's say he did die and they were <laughs> this this guy we've been seeing for years and years and years afterwards was is not really the real Paul. <laughs> He comes out tomorrow, February 28, yeah. 2017, and he's like, by the way, it was all a joke. Yeah. I'm not the it's real not like, Paul. Is that Jerry Seinfeld? Well, what, <laughs> what if they did it the other way to sell records? You know? Yeah. Like, oh, hey, Paul is dead, and if you buy all our records and listen real hard, you can figure out all the clues. Yeah. I think, um, for me, I I like the Urban Legend just because it's 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 really intriguing. It's crazy, and it's fun, and it's kind of you know, weird and creepy to see how far people went to look for clues and then put them all together to say, if you put all this together, it proves what we're saying. Um, yeah, obviously I don't believe it. I take the man for, for his word when he comes out and tells Chris Farley, it was a hoax. I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. I, I absolutely. But all right, still. Carter, what you got, man? All right. So I've got one that earlier, uh, Dear listeners, before we got onto the onto the air, onto the recording here, we were discussing uh, different kinds of urban legends and how they've 
grown and mutated over the years. And one of the things that we've not neglected to tackle on here, but have sort of left alone is, uh, is internet urban legends and more specifically creepypastas. Um, we've already said we're going to save Slenderman for his own episode because we all feel that he deserves his own episode. Um, so this one is a creepy one that I stumbled across because it's, it's a, it's a, it's a video game, uh, urban legend, which was something I wasn't real familiar with outside of, uh, Polybius, mm-hmm. you know, which we all know cause we all watch Simpsons. Mm. Um, so this one is called, uh, Majora's Mask. It's alternatively known as Ben Drowned. Um, it's mostly an online legend, um, came out of the 4chan message boards. Um, it's based on the, uh, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, uh, cartridge for the N64 game system, which a lot of us had back in the day. Some of you young whippersnappers might not know about it, but trust me, your parents do. Um, so on September 7th, 2010, this, uh, 4chan user who I'm going to pronounce his name, but I'm probably going to screw it up. Jaducible. Jaducible. Posted a thread uh, about this Majora's Mask cartridge that he got from an old man at a garage sale. And the the label, you know how we had the labels on the games, guys, that would tell you the title and all that, so they had the cool mm-hmm. box art and stuff on it. That had been ripped off, and someone had just scribbled Majora on it with like a black permanent marker. So this guy takes it back to his dorm room and plugs it in, starts to play it. And he finds this save file on there named Ben. So he leaves the save file alone and, and creates his own new game file. Uh, but while he's playing, the the NPC characters in the game call him Ben at different points. So this guy deletes the uh, saved Ben file. But for some reason, this causes the NPC characters in the game to not refer to his character in-game by a name at all. So, he, he attempts to do what's called the fourth day glitch. Now, I didn't play Majora's Mask, so I'm not too familiar with this, but apparently it's a hack that allows you to get an extra day uh, to the game, like add an extra day to the game. Um, and... When he tried to perform the glitch, he got sent to the boss battle at the very end of the game. Um, there was some text that was not correct, and the and a, a kind of a remixed version of a different song was playing. And then the game shot him back to his original location. And when he got there, the music was distorted. Most of the NPC characters were gone, and a lot of the game textures were messed up. So the guy posted all of these, he he videoed himself while he was playing this game and he posted them all to YouTube. You can go on YouTube and search Ben Drowned and most of these videos will pop up. Um, so the game started to get really strange when he would play it. Um, he would get to points in the game and, uh, the NPC characters would st- would say stuff that was totally not um, the opposite of what they were supposed to say. Like he apparently he would hear the phrase "You've met with a terrible fate, haven't you?" over and over and over again. Um, he would hear things like "You shouldn't have done that" from these NPC characters. 
and the characters started to get warped also. This is this part only is only in one particular version of this legend that I found that these characters start to deteriorate almost during the gameplay. They start to become very evil looking. Um, and he eventually he got rid of the game, but he claimed that the that the game was still haunting him through his computer. He would be in uh, internet chats, and the name Ben would pop up um, in the in the chat. And so finally, he just like got rid of the game. And there's not a whole lot as to what happened to him after that. Except that a guy came onto YouTube and claimed that he was the guy that came up with all this, and that it was all just one big joke. That it was it was <laughs> a hoax that he had come up with, um, which sounds too much like that. Remember that one that we covered about the guy that called into Coast to Coast? Yeah, and and they yep. shut him off halfway through, and then he cl- they claimed he called back and explained that it was all a hoax. It sounds too much like that. Um. So, I don't know about you guys, but having a haunted video game <laughs> is a new, not just a new one on me, but one of those things where you're like, why hasn't somebody made a movie about this? I'm waiting to hear, I, I'm waiting for the reaction of uh, one of the co-hosts of Retroblist on this one. Oh, you must be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to hear what you have to say about a video game, a haunted video game. This whole time yeah, I was trying to figure out. Me? This whole time I was trying to figure out a way to plug my other show. So I'm glad you did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> that this would probably be a game we will cover at some point. Honestly, Zelda is you a humongous. Zelda is a humongous uh, game series in video game history, just by itself. Even without this creepiness added to it, I actually heard about this years and years and years ago. And I remember looking at the videos on YouTube and being really creeped out about them. They're very odd and strange. They're like alternate versions of... It's almost like somebody took the original game and hacked it and just made it really creepy. Is what it, I agree. Me, that's what it looks like. Now, I hadn't heard that the guy had come out and said that he was he, it was him and he made it all up. I had not heard that. That's That's new to me. But, you know, as a guy who who kind of collects the older retro games, especially the Sega Genesis games. I really hope that none of them are haunted because, you know, I got quite a few here now. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I like to sleep well. (laughs) So I have been having creepy things happen out of my house. So maybe I should put this together. Would you get rid of your game? If you, if if it was haunted, if it did weird, so would you throw it away? What would you do? I would. Oh man. I don't know. It depends on which game it is. (laughs) What if it's Sonic? Oh man. If it's Sonic, I'm, I can always get another Sonic. There's hundreds of those. What if there is no more? What if it's the last copy of that there is? This is a this is a fate worse than hell. What do you do? <laughs> do you keep the you, you play the haunted game even though it's haunted? I reverse engineer the proton pack, and I there build you go. one for myself. And I'll play <laughs> the game with the proton pack strapped to my back. I think I'd have to play it just out of sheer curiosity, but I'd record the whole thing for our show. <laughs> there you go. Always thinking. Always thinking. Got to cross promote, right? <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, it's that's a cre- it, it's a cool story. And like, you, where did where did you say it originated? It was a creepy pasta. It came off a of 4chan, but 
you know, it probably like once it was on 4chan, it probably morphed over, you know, into everything else. Yeah. Because it, it, people pick up on that stuff and just immediately run with it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I actually think I was told about it from a friend when my a really close buddies growing up had sent me a link to it at one point, and that's how I found out about it. So it gets spread I found out about it just kind of trolling the, you know, the urban legend. Trolling the trolls. Trolling the trolls, man. All right, Johnny, what do you got? What are you going to close this out with? All right, I got a good one, I think. All right, the gist of this one is, all right, let's say that, you know, everybody pretty much today has a cell phone. We are all more connected than we ever were before through the internet and through our cell phones, through texting or phone calls or emails. Now, let's say that you start getting these phone calls from a person and you find out later that this person has passed away. So technically you're getting a phone call from a ghost or from the dead. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason that I really wanted to do this one is that there's a very popular uh, site called snopes.com. And I'm sure you guys have heard of it. Oh yeah. So they fact check things pretty much. They'll take a lot of these little legends, urban legends, and they'll really look into them. And they'll tell you if they're true or not. Most of the ones we want to be true aren't true. <laughs> However, uh, there is a little bit of truth to this one. Uh-oh. Okay, this is very... I find it's very intriguing. On September 12th in 2008, in California, a train carrying 225 people uh, collided at a combined speed of 83 miles per hour with another train. that had a crew of three. 135 people were hurt. And 25 people passed away. One of those people that passed away was Charles E. Peck. And what makes this story very, very strange is that all during the day, uh, this is after uh, the, the crash happened at 4.22 p.m. So it was, it was after this. His his fiance, his family, and his friends would start getting phone calls from his cell phone. They didn't know that he'd been in this wreck yet. What? And he get these, they get these phone calls from him, and when they would answer the phone, they would just get static. When they would call back, it went straight to his voicemail. And then they found out about the wreck, and they would still get these calls. So they were very hopeful that maybe he was alive and just trying to get help. But the reason this gets even creepier and just sad, honestly, is that the from what I've read, the reason that they were able to find his body was through tracing the cell phone where the calls were coming from. That's how the authorities found his body. Oh, but what's man. even more weird is they never found his cell phone. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, that's messed up. And this is a true story. This is true. This really happened. That is crazy. Yeah, apparently, apparently they said that he actually died once right at the crash on impact. What was the year? But, you know. This was 2008, I believe it was. 2008, yeah. Wow. That's creepy and sad. You're right. And sad. Yeah, it's, just, it's just sad because he passed away. But, you know, I've heard many times these little little stories of these people get people would get phone calls from people who had... It's usually a family member who had passed on or somebody. And they would get these little phone calls or, or voicemails or something from them, even though they already passed away. But this is the one that I found that was uh, verified to be true. Was this one? I mean, would that's, it, say, that's creepy, man. I mean, if you had a loved one that passed, passed, would it creep you out if something like that happened, or would it? Would it? You know what I mean? Or, or would you 
go past that now and now it's like oh i get to talk to or hear from this person again they're reaching out like what do you think that's tough for me like i think a part of me would be a little creeped out but i do feel that the especially with somebody i was close to like that would probably win out over the creepiness just because i would feel like maybe that's just one last gift that I get of this person, one last memory I get of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it was my mom or, or my dad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, it pretty, you're right. It probably would overwhelm the, the creep factor. Yeah. There was this one show. I can't remember which show it was. It's one of those ghost hunting shows uh, where somebody's daughter had died really young. She was like in high school or, or college that age. She was really young. She died in a, in a car crash. And, uh, they'd gotten a voicemail from her, but it was, it sounded very much like a, um, uh, EVP, but it was on their voicemail. That's they claim creepy. that it's her. It's hard to, it's hard to make out, but I can't wish I can remember what the show was. But anyway, the reason I'm telling you that is the family weren't creeped out by that at all. They actually held on to that as a memory of her and it brought them a lot of, uh, comfort and, and, uh, just as a, a loving memory of, of their daughter who had passed away. Hmm. So I don't know. I read that. I read the whole thing about this poor guy who passed away and it just really, uh, it's creepy, but you know, what would you do if this was happening to you? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I think, I think I'd be the same. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be weird because you'd want to, as much as like your common sense is telling you this can't be possible, you want to grasp and hold on to it because it could be the real last time you're listening to or contacting that person. Yeah, I, I, I can't disagree. I'm not saying it wouldn't be weird. Yeah. I, I'd probably still be a little freaked out, you know? Yeah, they did, They actually didn't find the put the store together. The, they didn't find his body until 12 hours after the wreck. I mean, it was a really bad wreck. So for the eleven hours, his uh, they said his son, his brother, his stepmom, his sister, his fiance, all kept getting calls, and overall, it was thirty-five calls from his cell phone. What? Okay, that's that's yeah. Was that's, there messages left? They said all it was was static. If they answered it, all they heard was static every time. If they huh? called back; it just went right to his voicemail. Oh my god, that is so insane, dude. That is pretty insane. Yeah. What do you think that was? That can't just be technical. They, dis- they never found the phone. <laughs> I was gonna say it can't just be technical difficulties. That's what I wanted to think it was at first. Was that maybe the phone was just? Because I mean, it was in a really bad wreck. Maybe it kind of messed the phone up too. But well, you, but you would think it would just auto dial one number. Yeah, yeah. Not a bunch it, of numbers. That's right. Exactly. And you know, when they called back, it went right to his voicemail. It did. You know, but when they answered, there was static there. Almost as if something was calling. Jeez. Damn it, Johnny. I like the way you put that at the end, though. Almost as if something was calling. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Another round of Urban Legends. That was Those were good, man. I like those ones. Especially yeah, that really. last one. That last one's creepy. Watch my phone go off. I'm not going to answer it. For bringing us home with that one, Johnny. Cause that was, You're welcome. That's just... Mm. Very nice. Very nice, guys. Urban Legends. Chapter two, two in the books. All right, let's do what we do at the end of our shows. As always, let's just go ahead and tell the good people where they can find us on the social medias and our other outlets. Carter Johnson, tell them where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, 
Uh, you can also find my books on Amazon, uh, House on Dead Boy Lane, Meadowview Road, and Spider's Web. Johnny? Uh, my name is Johnny Townsend. I do this show. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called History Creeps. I would hope so. You've been listening so far. <laughs> and also do another show about old video games called Retro Blist with my buddy Trevor. It's on iTunes as well as this very same network that this show is on. And that network would and also, be? And also my artwork and stuff on Johnnyism28 on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And that network you mentioned would be BICBP-radio.com. This podcast, the other ones Johnny mentioned, my other podcast, Back Issues Comic Book Podcast, you'll find at the network. I encourage people to go check it out and see if there's a show you like. Uh, then go to iTunes or Stitcher and subscribe, rate, and comment. Let us know what you think. Um, once again, thanks so much for following along. You can find our history. We have a History Creeps Facebook page. Go check it out. Give us a follow. We'll update our new episodes and sometimes updates on the news and uh, topics that we've talked about in the past. Um, other than that, another round of Urban Legends for the library. Put it away. We're done. For Carter Johnson, for Johnny Townsend, this is Chris Chavez. Stay creepy. Okay. Okay. You remember when you were with the Beatles and you were supposed to be dead and uh, there's all these clues that like uh, he'd play some song backwards and it'd say like Paul is dead and uh, everyone thought that you were dead or something. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that was um, a hoax, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I wasn't really dead. <laughs> right. <laughs>